Is it ready for the show? Because I can't wait to get started. Um, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Oh, that's serious, Doctor. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Pussy. Pussy. Hey, fuck yeah, welcome back to your football fantasy. This week is a big week for a few reasons. First, um, we're getting to a topic that Wiz and I have been waiting to talk about for a long time. We both think that this is one of the more important topics we discuss. Absolutely the most important. We're going to get into some coaching changes today, so that's big. The other reason it's a big week is uh, we are joined by the good doctor, once again, filling in for Bullfrog as he is still buried somewhere deep in his wife's vagina flaps in the worst possible way. I haven't seen him in a couple weeks yeah. at all. Guess he's been buried in her flaps. <laughs> yeah. He's under lock and key. It's that whole mullet thing that we talked about a few weeks ago. <laughs> Um, but the real reason that this episode is going to be big is this. Let's, let's rewind a few weeks ago. You may or may not remember that there was a really big event on television. Not that big. It was the HBO Game of Thrones series finale. In fact, the doctor was here with Bullfrog the, the weekend that that show aired. He told the two of us, and there's there's evidence of this on tape, he's like, I know how it ends. I saw the fucking blog posts or whatever that people spoil it on. And he asked the both of us if we wanted to hear it. Wiz, do you remember hearing this when you were listening to the episode? Yes. Yes. Both Bullfrog and I immediately said, no, don't you dare fucking tell us how it ends. We don't want to know that shit. What kind of an asshole looks that stuff up? Why did you look it up? Because it sucked, so I wanted to preemptively you just disappoint wanted to myself. know ahead of time. Yeah. So later, later in that very day, or at least the day of the show, I was outside with my family. Here comes the docs just strolling on over, and and I don't even know how it came up, but he just started spewing everything that was going to happen in this episode to me. Spoiled literally everything that you could hope not to know before the last episode of a show you've been. You've been uh, glued to for what? How many years? Seven years? Eight years? Because uh, nine actually, because it nine took two years. years. So. Um, yeah, right before it aired, pissed me off. So listen, some of our listeners got wind of the fact that you spoiled this for me. I may or may not have leaked that information <laughs> into the internet, and um, a handful of listeners have. They, they responded to me and said that they were boycotting the show, this show, mm-hmm. your football fantasy, until such a time where you can be properly punished on air for spoiling that for me. So we're going to do that now. So I was hoping for bull testicles or your asshole. You're talking about my asshole. Your asshole. That he'd have to give you a prostate. I don't want that. Yeah, but I was hoping that was going to be an option or a bull testicle. Not old enough. Alright, so what you can't see now is that I have three red Solo cups turned upside down um, on the table in front of the good doctor here. He only has to pick one. Um, None of them are terribly, terribly bad. To be perfectly honest, my first choices uh, got lost in the mail. (laughs) So we had to to punt and uh, wing it. So uh, what I want you to do is tell me which cup you want. Don't touch them. 
And whatever's underneath that cup is your punishment. I think it'll be self-explanatory. When do we lift the cup? Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, Are you a middle guy or left or right? Which one do you go? Don't touch the cup. Uh, <sighs> right, we're just going to go number three. Are you sure? I'm not going to let you psych me at three. That's what you want. Sure. For sure. Of course. It's not that bad. It's three. Three's not that bad. It's three. Okay. Um, it's the cinnamon challenge. Oh, son of a <laughs> We have a shot glass half full of cinnamon. Go ahead. Do you want to... Wait, wait. Do you want to pick a different a different cup? It's a little dangerous. But... I had to go get... So pick a different cup. <laughs> I'll let you pick a different cup. No, you have no, one no, opportunity no. to change cups. No, no. I'll do this. Oh, come on. No promises about your couch. Like you might share your pants. <laughs> what are you going to do to the couch? I'll just, you know... <laughs> Cinnamon challenge, sir. So, you just... Just drink the cinnamon. Mm. Okay, here we go. Take it. Take it down. What? What Do you people not usually take it down? <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta swallow the cinnamon. Drink your water? You water right there? What do you mean drink the water? You can't drink the fucking water. You just gotta oh, swallow the cinnamon. I was gonna <laughs> I'm close. This is a trash can. If you need to. Close. <laughs> close. Mm. It was pretty close. It was puked it out. Yeah. Yeah. Saved it. All right. I didn't have enough cinnamon in there, so I mixed some uh, cumin and paprika. Oh. With the, with the <laughs> That's why it challenge. tastes so good. Do you want to know what the other two options were? Mm-hmm. Oh. Just for our listeners. Yeah. Wiz, do you want to do one of them? <laughs> oh. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, dude. Beef, Your grill looks oh, awesome. Oh, just like Alvin Kamara. Tell the listeners how it felt. Uh, it was very tasty, but uh, <laughs> you feel like you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Oh, which cup would you have chosen if you didn't pick number three? I would have gone left. I, I would have gone one. I was hoping you picked one. Okay. It's just a jalapeno pepper. <laughs> oh, every hard. A full jalapeno pepper. And cup number two, which was kind of a wild card, is a half shot full of um, powdered wasabi. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Woo! Dodged a bullet there, folks. Yeah, those are your three options. Uh, I would have loved to make, watch oh, you eat that pepper. I really would have loved to watch him eat the pepper, too. I was hoping he'd change out. I have a feeling cinnamon. tonight's going to be a little rough. The it. cinnamon challenge one was kind of the weak one that I said earlier. It was sort of a weak sauce. Little oh. All right, so, so cinnamon <laughs> challenge done. A little bit of retribution. I will ask the listeners if that's adequate. And if it's not... Then when uh, the stuff comes to mail in two weeks, we see you again. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, jump, we'll jump into it. Do you want to eat that jalapeno? You just said you were hoping it was something super spicy. At one point, I'd like to try the powder wasabi. You can ta- you taste it whenever you want. Take a put, dip a little finger. Why don't you no, no, bite? No, you can't. You can't. I made my wife. It, I made my wife the whole thing. I made my wife taste it. She didn't die. She was talking. She loves wasabi though. She's an idiot. You don't. Fuck no, I don't like spicy anything. Oh. That's right, it's sugar or nothing. Sugar or nothing. So you would have taken the cinnamon shot. Oh, well, maybe. I mean, I put some other stuff in there. Oh, Just to fill up the cup a little bit. I don't want to use all your cinnamon. Was that pretty good? Something. <laughs> you do feel like you're choking. You just feel like you're choking, yeah. You almost spit it out. You didn't spit that much of it Oh, it was out. close. Something came up. Yo, you poofed <laughs> a little poofer. But I saved it. Well done, sir. <laughs> This week in football. 
Okay, a little bit of news this week uh, worth mentioning, I think. So first off, Tyreek Hill. This came out today. A few weeks ago, the last update we had heard for a long time was from uh, Goodell. Goodell says, hey, we're just waiting for the ongoing criminal investigations to end before we do anything. We're just going to wait until those are done. We don't want to interfere. Today, the DA comes out and says... There is no ongoing investigation. We are not currently actively investigating Tyreek Hill for anything. Um, so as far as we can tell at this point, he's slated to be back on the field at training camp. And maybe this means the NFL kicks off their investigation again. I don't know. But there was a point where we were all very certain he'd be kicked off the team. Now it looks like he's going to training camp. Does that change your opinion about what might happen to the boy? Um, Adrian Peterson used a twig on a kid and left bruises. This guy broke a child's arm and punched him. He is going to be suspended, guaranteed. How long? It's going to be at least 10 games. I'm just saying it still will be the year. Do you still think he's going to be cut from the team? I'm surprised that they cut Cream Hunt as fast as they did, and yet Tariq Kill there is still on the team. It was a video. Videos make it hard yeah, to Only with Tariq Hunt. Kill, there's only audio. I'm just always a little... Remember, the, the listeners yeah. can't, can't when you juggle oh, your yeah, hands like my, that. Yeah, but basically, I don't know what the NFL's going to do. They seem to pick punishments at random sometimes. Uh, saw a tweet today that last year, Jimmy Smith was suspended four games for, and I quote, threatening and emotionally abusive behavior towards his ex-girlfriend. You know, Ray Rice was, what, given two games before the video came out? <laughs> it, I, mm, I don't know. The next communicated... Yeah, we'll see. Worth worth watching. I mean, if this guy manages to get himself on the field, there's there's a, a, a possibility here that Tyree Hill plays a good chunk of the year before the NFL finishes its own quote no investigation. Way. No way. I'll I will take that bet. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm not saying that he won't be suspended, but sometimes these investigations take time. The DA is no longer taking the case because he couldn't find enough evidence to charge him with anything. So if the NFL digs in and has a hard time finding... Except Roger Goodell doesn't have to... uh, That's true. Authoritative, just let's say you're suspended. I just think there's a chance that he might be part of this team before this, before... I'll take that back. Do you think the Chiefs are waiting to make the decision on whether or not they're going to cut him if... Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, they're going to wait until they hear from Goodell. If it's six games, they're going to wait. If it's a whole year, you think they... Get rid of him? I thought, yeah, I thought they'd fire him. I thought they'd fire him immediately if any anything came down. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. If he gets on, if he gets onto the training camp field, then I'll make a bet with you about games. The Houston Texans just a couple of hours ago cut their or fired their GM right out of the blue. The Texans. All this guy has. I mean, he's only been on the team a year and a half. Not Maybe. not even a year and a half. He became the GM. In 2018, I guess a year and a half maybe, all he really did was the offseason free agent uh, management and the draft. That's all he did. And the team today fired his ass. I guess I kind of glanced through the... Is Adams? Is that who this owner is? No, that McNair. McNair. And it's the son yeah. now because um, the old guy died last year. Right? Is this because he didn't draft a running back or bring in a running back? Okay, they said we thought he was good. He just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Okay. And there's, there's also the speculation that the new owner, the son, wants someone that his, that he is his guy, right? Instead of someone his dad hired. I I would be a little concerned if I was Bill O'Brien because I think he's kind of 
the owner owner's putting his foot down and saying mediocrity out the window. You either produce now, do what I want, or I'm going to let you go. So or fuck you. You're gone. Cool. Um, the Jets hired their GM. Speaking of GMs, they got that Joe Douglas guy, the pers- player personnel guy from um, Philadelphia that they said immediately after firing that they was going to come in here. So that's that. Whatever that means for fantasy football, nothing at all. I think that's oh. terrible for fantasy football, terrible for those franchises. Why the fuck do you have a GM that you fire after the draft and after most of the Not a- offseason is just asinine. I don't after even believe he had a full season as a GM. <clears throat> How do you even team. know? Like, did they? How many draft picks did they even have? I mean, doesn't make any sense. All right, let's move on to something more important. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. A hey, quick question for you. I do have a stat for you. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill threw for four thousand yards. Okay. Sure. When was the last Miami quarterback? Or who was the last Miami quarterback to throw for, for over four thousand yards? Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yeah. That's pathetic. I couldn't name a that's, whole lot of others. That's as bad as the Bears. Wasn't Chad ass. Pennington? What? Pennington. Uh, Jay Fiedler. Jay Fiedler. Whatever his name was. Good God. Are you as bad as the Bears? In that position. Yeah, we're, we're pretty bad. Yeah, but for the Bears for a long time it was intentional, right? <laughs> And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Sid Luckman is what I meant. Sid Luckman. <laughs> okay, real quick dumb shits. Donald Trump dumb shit. Uh, doctor, did you vote for Donald Trump last time around? I don't think you've ever answered that question I've asked you before. Yes. You did? I did. I did. Interesting. You're a dipshit. Intriguing. Say what you want. Intriguing. Are you going to do it again? I haven't made my decision. Are you happy with him? Are you happy with your decision? My personal life hasn't changed that much, so well, no really president. Will are ever you content? Your, uh, do you feel you're that, a middle class American white man. No <laughs> president will ever change your personal. Are you content life with what, he's just, what, what his actions are? I don't think I don't like him as a human being, but as the leader of our country, I think he's done. That disgusts me. You think a shitty human being? Good is God, a, yeah, doesn't I can represent your country in the world. Not me. I can't get behind that. Me neither. Thank you very much. But you and the bullfrog. I'm a Republican. You I know, will always state that, guys. Politics doesn't matter. Fantasy Look, football matters. The dumb shit here is this. Donald Trump just went to Japan, and I'm sure you read this. Before he went to Japan, he had somebody in the White House uh, call the Navy and say, Look, move. John McCain's a dick. I don't like him. Please, I don't want to see the USS John McCain when I come to town. Can you move it so that it's hidden? And thankfully... The Navy's forward admiral or whoever's in charge said, fuck that. that. We're not doing anything you ask. You're an idiot. We're leaving the damn ship right where it is. He also asked that nobody wearing USS John McCain regalia be anywhere in sight. Uh, Navy said, fuck that. You're not, we're not doing that either because you're a piece of shit. Um, I had not actually heard this. Yes. Uh, that's really shitty. Yeah, because he's a <laughs> shitty human being. But hey, he is. as the leader and representative of you and every other American to the entire world, he's just... He can do dumb fine. shit, but he, it's the policy. Though. All right, guys, let's talk main event. That's uh, everything we got. Before we do that, let's take this shot. We got Blender's Pride. The doctor has not yet <clears throat> experienced a Blender's Pride. Can't be as bad as a cinnamon. Ooh, good point. Good point. Right? Yeah. Smells great. You want to bite that? I'm going to first. Oh, yeah. The whole package. Cheers, guys. So. Oh, fuck. It's <laughs> rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Jesus. He like, the Wiz likes the worst possible whiskey, <coughs> and he leaves it at my house. 
Is it getting worse? <clears throat> I think so. I'll tell you what, chasing it with <clears throat> more whiskey is not a good idea. <laughs> It lives up. That was the worst. the reputation. <laughs> that was the worst shot of that stuff I've had. I know. I agree with oh, that. What the fuck? I'm going to ice it for next week. That's gotten worse. That's what we said last week. You're crying. Uh, Your eyes are legitimately watering. Probably because of his his reaction was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll give, you, I'll give you an old camp next. It's delicious. Have you have an old camp yet? I have. I it's have. delicious. Oh, my God. So what do you think of that? Pretty good? It's the greatest beverage I've ever partaken in. <laughs> Blender's Pride. Rare premium whiskey, a blend of imported scotch malts from Indian grain wit spirits. Imported from India. Does it say Seagram's on the bottle? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it sucks. Uh, you feel the coating? Do you feel like this weird coating all around your throat? All right. I found, like I found the the perfect drink that just symbolizes what it's like to be a Dolphins fan. Okay. Yeah, you go. <laughs> all right, Doc, here's what I'd like you to do. In your sexiest lady voice, I want you to create... A drop for us right now. It should say main event. Go. <clears throat> sing you sing song, yeah, whatever you want to do. <sighs> what? Okay. <clears throat> main event. <laughs> no, it's really got to work on that, buddy. The weakest goddamn soft. Oh my god. Ugh, that was <sighs> sad. Let's talk main event. Our main <laughs> event today is, like we said earlier, coaching changes. In this week's episode, we're only going to focus on the Head coaching changes two weeks from today. The doc will be back, and we will look at offensive coordinator changes, which, you know, in some teams, that's going to be a more important conversation than this is. Some teams, this is going to be the more important conversation. But um, let's dive in. Let's but talk. it's fucking important. It's, it's outrageously important. Outrageously important. The casual fantasy football fan rarely considers, um, the coach rarely in the offseason considers coaching changes and what it might do. You know, if you just step into your draft and pull up your, your, your rankings or your stats from last season, you're not considering, hey, it was a totally different fucking scheme and team that this guy put up these stats under. Uh, you have to know who's calling plays, who's structuring offense, who's running the team, because it, it matters. If Mark Tressman's running your fucking offense, that is a fucking yeah, problem. That's a problem. <clears throat> Alright, so let's start. Um, with uh, the Denver Broncos and a coach that is at least was for uh, for a year, they're near and dear to our hearts. That's Vic Fangio. I hold him so close. I think he's a great coach. He's a great, great defense. He's the best defensive coordinator in the game. He was last year. He's no longer a defensive coordinator. He becomes the Denver Broncos head coach. Uh, tell me what that's going to do to the team. What we should expect. From this team, fantasy-wise, maybe from the offense, probably won't have a big hand in it. But I want to know, uh, from all the research you guys did, what this is going to do to your Broncos. Do you want me to go first here? To me, it's pretty simple here. It's going to be slow. It's going to be grinding. He's going to fucking pound the ball, and it's going to equal fucking low points offensively. So it's bad for fantasy, guys. Um, I think it's... I say this with some hesitancy. It's good for Lindsey, maybe Freeman. I know you're in love with Freeman. Uh, how good, I don't know. For the rest of this team, if Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco, they're not going to put up points. And I personally think this is bad for Emmanuel Sanders versus his wide receivers. Yeah, and those young guys, Deshaun Hampton, Portland Sun. Portland Sun, yeah. All I, I don't disagree. A lot of my notes say the same thing. It's going to be slow. We know that he's a really good DC. We know that he's got great talent on the defensive side of the ball. He's going to spend a lot of time and energy making sure that defense is doing what he wants, and that's simply keeping the other team off the field. Yep. Best way to do that, like you said, run the ball when you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, so watch that happen. You know, the thing that I put in here in the notes, and we were talking about this uh, a couple days ago, like Vic Fangio, one of the things that makes him such a great defensive coordinator is he takes the guys and he puts his, and he structures his scheme around who he's got, the talent he got, he has. If he can find a way to sort of translate into that offense, uh, that into the offensive side of the ball at all, I don't know that he's got any talent on the offensive side of the ball right now, um, but, but maybe, maybe something there, but. But talents yeah. in the backfield, and... Is there talent? I mean, I don't think it's a lot of talent. I just think they're going to be fantasy relevant. I mean, I think Lindsay showed... I think he wore down at the end of the year last year. Yes. But he showed that he has the spark at least a little bit to to make plays and to take a bunch of rushes. And like you talked about a couple weeks ago, Freeman got a ton of touches, too. And hopefully, you do, if you still tr- believe in his talent, they might be enough... They might run the ball so much that maybe both of them at least have a little bit of value... And maybe because the offense does seem like it's going to suck, maybe they drop in drafts a little bit. I don't know. I think people still love Lindsey. But, yeah. I Low de- points, folks. Low points. The defense is going to be amazing and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But for fantasy football, I'm, I'd stay away. Is, is, are any of these receivers worth touching at all? Nothing higher than a number f- four? You think even a four? Yeah. I mean, what was, I mean, what, what's a four? So free, like, okay, in our, in our dynasty league, when you're playing six receivers, different different equation here. In a regular league, when you're playing three receivers, so at so, most four. So Sanders is going in the eighth. Sutton is going in the tenth round. So that's Hamilton's a, going in the thirteenth. So that's the third receiver at best. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't hate the values there. Like, I'll take a dish on Hamilton in the thirteenth. He doesn't take much, but a couple of plays to perform. I'd, I'd, I'd look. I'd look at it, but I. Joe, when's the last time Joe Flacco supported? A hundred percent. Never. Any add to that? Yeah. Joe, this the slowest offense. They're going to run the least amount of fucking offensive plays possible. At least you have to think with a coach like Vic Fangio. Thirty-two years of defensive coordinating, right? I did write on my first line. There is, you know, maybe there's a reason it took him thirty-two years to get a head coaching job. I don't know how many times he interviewed. I know he interviewed for the Bears job, but it was uh, a little. little I, I think he only interviewed. This is the only third time they interviewed. He interviewed for the San Fran job and was passed over for that Jim fucking idiot guy yeah. that, that was awful. Right. Um, then he interviewed for the Bears. Yeah. So it, that that might be. I tried to find how many times he had interviewed. I couldn't find it anywhere uh, online. But uh, I don't know. You know, head coaching is hard in the NFL. So we'll see how he can do it. Elway did a good chance. Elway hired the most. The, the guy with the most experience has said, "I have a great fucking defense. Just don't let my defense yeah. fall apart here." He got, he's, he, they have the players, so it was the right move hiring. Well, they guy. won a Super Bowl with a great defense yeah. and a pretty anemic offense, so maybe that they think they can do it again. Let's move on to your team, Doc. This is the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores coming to town. A, a new head coach, brand new head coach, coming out of New England. He was the defensive play caller after Matt Patricia left there, so just one season. Uh, let's start with you, Doc. What's going to happen to your Dolphins with Flores at the helm? Yeah, sadly, I don't think there's a ton to talk about at all with the Dolphins when it comes to fantasy football, just because they're going to they're going to be really Suck bad. Shit. Um, I, there's Flores. There's not a ton. Yeah, he called plays for them last year, but he's basically held every position under the sun with the Patriots since '04. We all know with staff and with players, if Bill Belichick sees that you're useless, he's going to get rid of you. So that shows good, but he's, I mean, he's barely, barely been a defensive coordinator fully, so there's just nothing to tell me what kind of head coach he's going to be. However, 
However, mm-hmm. the Rams' offense was prolific last year when they weren't playing in the cold or playing against the Bears' defense. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots shut them down for three points in the Super Bowl. Uh, you have to imagine Flores was a huge part of scheming that, right? It wasn't even the in-game play yeah. calling. It was the scheme making. How, t- how long was he a defense coordinator for? One year. All right. Okay. So you have that, you well, have that and, much confidence in him. Well, I mean, he 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 and Belichick schemed this defense yeah. to shut down the opponent. What was the second name you gave? So if you sit in a room with me and help me to scheme a, a defense to shut down one of the better offenses in the league, you think you're going to take something away You from have that? a line on here that's your last bullet. Can you go through that bullet real quick? I quickly? can, yes. Here are some names I want to throw out to you guys. Okay. Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell. Eric Mangini, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia. This is the Bill Belichick coaching tree. There's one one of those coaches. And the, has, this is the Bill. This is the NFL. In the NFL, one of those coaches has a better than 500 record. That's Bill O'Brien, and I think he's two a game and a half above 500. Two of those coaches not even in football anymore. Um, and and it hasn't been that terribly long. The the Bill. Bill Belichick coaching tree sucks. Donkey. That's why I'm tempering my expectations. I, I don't hate the hire. Dick. I the do- the other thing is is he could be the greatest defensive schemer since Bill Belichick, but the defense is trash and we it needs a more talent on it before it's even the greatest play caller, defensive coordinator is gonna make it good. Uh the the thing I wanna talk about, and we'll get more into last year, uh, next uh next podcast, but uh, just the fact that Adam Gase is gone is the biggest upgrade so that we could it. ever ask for. We'll talk about fans. Gase and in we'll, a little we'll bit. Get, we'll get to my favorite person of all time next. Um, the, everybody in the Dolphins organization has said to a reporter at some point, we're changing everything about our team. It's the first time since 2005 that they've hired a defensive-minded coach. I think Saban was the last one in in 05. Before Oof. him, Watson. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dave. So we're cha- they, say, they say we're changing everything about the organization. Likely to take a good three years. The interesting note here is that the typical new head coach contract, four years, um, and then an option for a fifth. Flores got five years guaranteed because everybody expects it to take him a long time. Don't look to the Dolphins for your fantasy. Can you, see, can you read my first bullet point for me? Worst team in the NFL, regardless of how good Florida yeah, is. Yeah, that this is not a relevant fantasy team. All right, well, so stop fucking talking it's about it. It's not relevant. Except for Kenyon Drake. Uh, uh, when you say that, how relevant are we talking? He's going to running back two. So in the top 24. Yeah. He's being drafted as 25 right now in the fifth round. You're taking that. I I, at the, I would look at, yes. Depending you, on what my team shapes out to yeah, be, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, I mean... He has He's being taken right around where you're thinking he might end up, and and yeah, I don't know. We'll talk more about the we'll talk more about the Kenyon Drake, Kalen Balage issue later. Let's move on to another guy close to your heart, Doc. Yeah. Since we're, we're on the topic, um, ours too. He spent some time in Chicago. He was actually really good uh, in Chicago as the uh, really. Yeah, I'm not sure he was really good. Look, he helped Jay Cutler. That is one true. Of his more successful years as a Bear. Accurate, right? This is Adam Gase. I told you this the other, was it you that I told the other day? You know, everybody talks about how in the NFL right now, people are looking for the next Sean McVay, the next young stud to come into the league and do something. Well, I mean, if you actually look at this, Sean McVay wasn't even the first Sean McVay. The first guy that, the, the guy that started off this whole, let's hire a young offensive genius sort of trend was Adam Gase when he was hired 
to the Dolphins. McVeigh came after that trying to find uh, another Adam Gase, right? Like, it didn't work out for Gase there, but... Except, except your favorite coach years before that. Who's that? Um, your Oakland coach, Johnny. Oh, fuck that. Young, Man. young offensive coordinator, that's what he was. All right, so let's talk about Adam Gase here, let's right? Let's talk about Gase on the Jets. You've got so many bullet points here, I think we just sit back and watch you talk, Doc. All right. This guy's a fucking bum. Uh, I, I, you <laughs> Short, know, sweet, and to the point. Done. I, you know, you can't. You got to respect when good things happen. He was the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning during Peyton Manning's record-breaking, jaw-dropping season in Denver. Who where, is the goat? Yeah, I mean, but it, and it does help when. I don't think I don't uh, think the doc agrees with that. Statement. He's on the Mount Rushmore of greatest of all time quarterbacks. I think it's farthest um, to the right on the on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, we can debate that, but. <laughs> At what point does the OC make the QB or vice versa? And when it comes to an all-time great quarterback, I think it's the QB that makes the OC. And it's 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 obviously he had a a good working relationship with Peyton. Yeah, but can I jump in for a second here yeah. with one of my notes? Um, so the Jets wanted Mike McCarthy, and during this interview process, Peyton Manning called the Jets CEO and quote strongly recommended Gase, and that is the reason cited. For Gase getting the job over McCarthy, got some, so, you have some did, good did, sources. You're just dug deep for that. So thing. Manning, Manning likes him. Yeah, and 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 Manning, Manning likes him because Manning he, he let Manning do whatever yeah. the fuck he wanted. And the Mannings really like uh, was his Daniel Jones, right? And yeah. the Jets, the Giants went out and drafted him, and everyone thought that was a great idea. If that's the way you're running your front office, that's a terrible way to run your organization. I, whatever. But here's here's some stats that I think show that Adam Gase is a Offensive mastermind. Master. Uh, last year, the Dolphins ran the fewest plays per game at 54.9. Which is very low. That's trash. Um, and as we always <laughs> talk about, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You can't get a lot of opportunity when you run no plays in, in the game. And because they run no plays in the game, the, the second fewest first downs per game, less than 16. Second to last in third down percentage. 31st in yards per game, although they were the 26th scoring offense. Hey, that's how they won some games early on. All right. The other thing is, he's 3-19 and in games decided by more than one score. And that might sound like over his three years with Dolphins. Might sound like a weird stat, but to me, this shows me if they, if his team's winning games, it's by not a lot. This is not, this, you would think an offensive, uh, offensive guru, hey, the team might not be great, but when they win games, they go off. They score 30, 40 points. That doesn't happen. And he's come out and said, oh, you know, I sacrificed stats because it was all about winning the game. That might be great for, you know, your team or whatever. <laughs> but Terrible. For fantasy. In fantasy football, you do not want to hear that. Uh, especially why was Le'Veon Bell such a high, you know, hot commodity and great fantasy player? Because he got touched the ball 500 times a year. If you run this slow plotting, we just gotta win the game or whatever. He's not gonna touch the ball. But Gase doesn't. Gase much. doesn't even do that. I mean, Gase doesn't run. I mean, it'd be one thing to run a slow plotting game that you're, you're in control of. He doesn't control the game, and that's the problem here. Yeah, he's scratching, he, he, yes. scrambling, trying to hold on to the cliff's edge, and sometimes he manages it and wins by two. I, I mean, you brought you made a statement here. I think it's really important. Um... At least you talk about total offense here. You know that the Bears have the total offense of 18th. If you don't just look at points, when he's without Peyton Manning, he's never had a total point an offense be higher than 
21 overall. Yeah. It's terrible. That's fugly. That's pretty bad for an offensive genius. And they, you you don't see him rate... I mean, Tannehill has gotten worse since he's entered the league. I mean, people talk about how he overperformed with the talent in Miami. And I'm going to be the first to tell you, Miami hasn't been the greatest on paper the last couple of years. Pretty bullshit team. But, but he did nothing you, for them. But if you, think, if you think the Jets are just stacked, right, with a Le'Veon Bell who hasn't touched a football in a year and a half... Right or a Sam Darnold had one good game. I, dude's a total bum. Right? People talk. <laughs> people, talk people talk. A Sam Darnold like he's he's gonna be a great player. I doubt it. Throws too many interceptions. He sucks. Um, but yeah, I two two things I want to add here. Okay, one maybe maybe Le'Veon Bell hasn't touched the ball in a year. But did you see who the Jets signed today? Anybody? Jets re-signed Bilal Powell today, so there is that <laughs> one-year deal. Um, two, aren't, aren't you pumped about Gase being here? He's so motivated. In an interview, he said he came to the Jets because he wanted finally for the Jets to be able to beat the Patriots. His goal in coming to the Jets was to finally be in division to beat the Patriots. Well, he was in division with the Patriots. We yeah, he beat, was. We beat, he? we beat the Patriots yeah. once every year. He forgot about that during his inner. You remember the eye thing? Yeah. This guy's all honest. Straight up, straight up, straight up. Fuck this guy. To me, I think <laughs> I came across two two important things in my mind. In, in terms of just overall attempts, right? In Chicago, he finished number six in rushing attempts. Like in Chicago, is six overall. One time they gave the ball to running back. They just didn't do anything with those running backs. weren't that good. In Miami, he finished number fourth in passing attempts. And that totaled 18 TDs. That's fucking terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just bad. So the, o- the only... I- I'll throw a positive point out here, right? Positive? Well, what's positive about I- this? I- the positive thing that I just want to put out there for you guys is this. Like, Cutler had a... In Chicago, it was Cutler's best year with Gase, right? Mm-hmm. He did a nice job with it. I think it's... But no. Okay, I'll, I'll listen. Uh, you know, obviously he was with... Peyton Manning, and who knows, we, we already discussed that, but like, Tim Tebow was a successful NFL quarterback when Gase was his quarterback's coach. That's not, it, there's is not a... true as a Josh McDaniels then? No, he was a quarterback's coach. He wasn't okay, the quarterback's coach, okay. The, the, I'm trying to, I'm scratching for some positivity, and that's to say that like, be, all the run the gamut from great down to really shitty and somewhere in between. There's some, quarterbacks have succeeded when Gase has been in their corner. The part of the reason that they hire a guy like Gase in New York is because they're trying to bring Sam Donald up into the world of the NFL to be successful there. Maybe he has an opportunity to help develop him. He has been around some quarterbacks and helped quarterbacks to succeed in the past. I, I don't know. I, maybe for Darnold, this might be not the worst hire. For Darnold, I can agree with you. That might not be the worst. I, I, I'm concerned about Anderson sure. in, in, in Nunwa. They're, they're not going to run deep routes. They're going to be running short, intermediate. I just don't see them giving any sort of value fantasy-wise. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd pump the brakes on the Robbie Anderson hype train. Yeah, lots. Gase isn't going to use him the way you want him to be used. And I, like I said, the other thing that like good coaches, like you mentioned, make the most out of the talent they have. Gase, if you're not one of his guys, and he doesn't like you, it doesn't matter if you're the most talented player on the field, <coughs> Kenyon Drake, he's not going to give you the ball. And 
you know, so if you you could really buy into Robbie Anderson, but he looks at Gase the wrong way in practice, over, and he doesn't play for three games. Right. So I just be careful. Let's flip the script here a little bit. These have not been great shining reviews from us thus far. Fantasy wise, fantasy wise, fantasy wise. Let's move on. Um, there there aren't very many people out there who don't get excited about the Freddie Kitchens hire in Cleveland. You know. Kitchens came in last year and did really well when he got to be the OC for Baker and uh, and the Browns in the last half of the year. Uh, people are pumped about what the Browns are doing in general, and the Freddie Kitchens hire is one of those things that they're really excited about. Mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts about Kitchens in Cleveland. Is Cleveland going to be the team that people expect, and how much is Kitchens going to actually affect well, what Kitchens did when he went to Cle- or when he took over in Cleveland is he he started moving the ball right. They started they started putting up points. From a fantasy standpoint, I think Kitchens is great for for the Cleveland. He's great for the Browns. Great for 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 Baker. That's what this is all about in my mind. This is phenomenal for Baker Mayfield. Sure, the two receivers they have there. Well, we I'm, said we said last year when he took over, like the thing that the thing that he did was successfully made the game easier for Baker. Correct. He simplified things for Baker. Um. To be, I mean, I'm going to just keep this really simple in my mind. Freddie Kitchens is very good for fantasy from a fantasy perspective, and he's good for Baker Mayfield. The rest of that team, I d- will put up points. It doesn't matter in my mind. Yeah, I, I mean, we could read out a bunch of stats that show that obviously once Kitchens took over, it was better than the uh, Hugh. You want me to? Hugh Jack, go I will. go for some stuff. Yeah. When he took over, he took the team from 21 points per game to 24, which doesn't seem like a lot. 23.3 points per game last year was the league average, so he was over average. And he and 21 points puts him in the bottom eight of scoring, so it's actually a pretty big shift. Went from 340 yards per game to 395. Again, to put that in perspective, 342 put them in the bottom 11. 395 put him in the top five for yards per mm-hmm. game. Uh, when he took o- before he took over, the team was two five and one, five and three uh, when he took over as the OC. Again, I think a lot of that grows to Greg Williams. I'm still pissed off that Greg Williams didn't get the opportunity to coach this team because he was the coach when they went 5-3. and three. But that's a different story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, things went well for this offense when he took over. Those are some stats. You said stats. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, and talking about Baker, I like this uh, his 16-game pace. If you extrapolate once Hitch, uh, Kitchen took over, 68.4% completion. 4,500 passing yards, 38 TDs, 106 passer rating. Like, that's I, good. I, I love Baker. I love the way he plays. That's great. That's a great fantasy year. Yeah, and obvious. I think they already have the, the you know, just they, they seem to mesh. And like you said, he made it simpler for them. Um, with the whole, with them having a whole offseason, obviously they picked up a pretty decent wide receiver in the offseason. Uh, but at the end of the day, and this isn't a stat or anything logical. The Browns are the Browns until proven otherwise. I, last year, still... From a fantasy standpoint, they're yeah. going to put up points, and you can, you can buy into this team. And that, that to me, is the important part. It feels pretty good. Look, I like to look at what the coaches have done in previous years, not just last year. Uh, one thing of note <clears throat> that came up when looking up Kitchens, like, uh, he was Carson Palmer's quarterback's coach in 2015. That was Carson Palmer had a long career. His best year was in 2015, 4,700 yards, 35 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That's a great, that's in Arizona, a great correct? fantasy year. And Kitchens mm-hmm. was his quarterback coach at the time. Um, had, had to have, he was only there for that year. 
uh, had to have something to do with that. And he was, I mean, the dude was 38 years old, Carson Palmer, at that point, right? So, like, maybe, maybe he really is going to be good for Baker. I'm, I'm concerned, though. I know, Wiz, you say buy into him for fantasy, but, like, the doc, this is the Browns. It, you, this is just dumb. Okay, you gotta get past it. Put, you gotta, should, but get the, outside your vacuum the, here. The issue, the issue is, look, they brought in a lot of big name players, but with big name players, specifically Odell Beckham Jr., comes like big diva personalities. Well, the interesting the part of that, the is, interesting part of that is that Freddie Kitchens can manage Odell Beckham. That's the question: Can he manage the personalities on this team? Um, like, even after, you know, after that suspension, then you've got Nick Chubb and you've got Kareem Hunt. Neither of them have been shown to big, be big divas, but, like, these are two guys that expect the ball. Like Should when, get the ball. What's going to happen? Can he manage this locker room is my biggest concern for the team. And who knows? Like, there was some issues with, with Odell Beckham. You know, he, he came out before, right when they signed him and said how great of a person he was, all these wonderful things, and when he didn't show up for the first round of OTAs, <laughs> He kind of dropped, Kitchens was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know, he's, I'm pretty sure he's still a cool guy, but like, so we'll see. I'm concerned about that. I would say one more thing. Everyone's really high on the Browns right now, which is why all of their fantasy relevant players, I feel like are, their price is going to increase. And I think you should temper expectations because there's so many cooks in the kitchen. There's You're something not to be wrong said. about that, but the, for, for, just going on Baker's standpoint, the fact of the matter is, I, I I would take him as a top ten quarterback without a doubt. You you may may or may not remember, but several weeks ago, Bullfrog said he expects Baker as top five. I know. Where do you expect him to finish with Kitchens? I don't think Froggy is that wrong in that statement. I'm. I would. I would go five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. How about you, sir? I think his ceiling is four or five. I don't think he'll. I think. I think if everything goes right, he'll be fifth. I don't. I just think there's. Once you get up there, I think Rogers, Luck, Rogers is going to have a harder Watson, time than you guys think. I, I think those guys are going to be where they always are. All right, uh, cool. Let's move on off the Browns. Yeah, these guys are being drafted high. You can probably play, but there is something to be said about the strategy of everybody's high on the Browns. If you just pass them over, you can get some value other places. That's how I'm going to play it come draft season. Uh, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a team that I, I'm excited to talk about this Bruce Arians hire. We have been talking about it a lot this offseason already, saying, hey, this is awesome. This is going to be great for these guys. Um, Wiz, you got, you have anything to say at all? Because I see nothing in the notes. This is our title, Bruce Arians. In, in my research that I know Bruce Arians, I expected to see huge numbers offensively in terms of where's, where points are, where rushing attempts are at, or where uh, overall, um, even receiving TDs. So. He falls pretty average. He, he does, yes. This is, this is, this is the, re- I, I started this research thinking like, Bruce Arians is great. Yeah. Everybody on this team is gonna benefit. Uh, that's. But then when you evaluate it, what yeah, happens? Yeah, that's not, that's not exactly the case. Here's some things I wanna run down for you guys, okay? So, um, First off, my expectation was, hey, like, you know, great offense. They're going to run a lot of plays. They're going to get a lot of yards. They're going to do just fine. Over the course of this guy's career, which has been very up and down, I mean, like, he's been the – he's ran the second most plays uh, in 2016 in the league and the 26th most plays in 2013 in the league. Like, he's all over the place. Averages the 11th most plays, whatever. Averages a 15th. Most points for my expectation was lots of points scored by Arians' offenses. That's just what I remember, um, but that's not the case. 
15th most. 25th most in 2007. Again, he's also had the second most at some point in his career, right? Uh, if you just look at pass attempts, rush attempts, you think David jo- the David Johnson years with him must be a prolific rushing offensive team. Look, he averages the 18th most rushing attempts in a... Okay, hang on. <laughs> hey! Oh, what? yeah, good shit. What's going on, guys? We have two bullfrogs down here today. Shot? Not just bullfrog, but the lady bullfrog. Can everybody say hello? Shot? She wanted to tell a story. No. Yeah, please do. <laughs> and, with, and with that, the lady bullfrog walked halfway out of the room. At least say hello to the microphone. No. Why not? She go. took one. I gotta go. Get it in? Hey, this helps you do that. You want to eat that pepper real quick for us on air? What kind of pepper is that? It's a jalapeno. It's not that bad. Yeah, right. (laughs) Why is nobody taking a bite of it? He had three three cups. He had to pick one and do Uh one. It was powdered wasabi, half a shot of that, cinnamon, half a shot of cinnamon, or the pepper. And why was the doc on the docket? Because he fucking spoiled the Game of Thrones for me. That was the penalty. Hope we're learning a lot tonight. Coaches, it's the most important fucking show of this the year. Can't, wanna, can't, can't wait to listen. You're not fucking you're paying give, attention. You want to give a shout out to the listeners? or What's up, guys and gals? Thanks for listening to the show. Mrs. Yeah. Froggy? When, when you guys are ready to learn something, uh, I'll tell you when I'm back. As I was saying with Bruce Arians, he averages the 18th most rush attempts in the league, averages the 22nd most rushing yards in the league. Okay, so we have said, how many times have we said, watch Peyton Barber? Watch Ronald Jones go off this year because they've got him. Uh, Based on David Johnson. Maybe not. Even I mean, even with David Johnson, in, in the 2015 year with David Johnson, awesome. Like, third most rushing yards, but not so much. Look, he, he falls in the average range right in the middle of the league in pass attempts, passing yards, rush attempts. Rushing yards are worse than average. Passing touchdowns, 15th most is where he averages. Rushing touchdowns? 18th most is where he averages. This is a guy that we thought, you know, you think about Arians, you think about this great thing, but really he's his offense is produced at an average rate. So maybe temper? Well, before you jump into your stats, one thing that concerns me a little bit here is, one, Arians started with Roethlisberger, got Luck, got Warner. He's got three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Sure. Okay, so like when, when, he, when he does put up numbers, he's got great, great players on it. I am concerned. But let's reiterate, even with these great players. It's average. That's, that's, that's my point. I, I actually, I, the research that I did, I expected to find phenomenal things. Same. Same. And, and when I didn't find it, I didn't know what to think and let me, let me Let me say this about the Buccaneers last year. You know, you may have had a part of the Buccaneers on your fantasy roster last year. Uh, they ran the second most plays, right? They ran the second most, pa- they had the second most passing attempts. Their offense was, Connor was fucking putting, numbers out there. They weren't winning games, but the stats were great for fantasy. I I see all of those falling this year. And without the without the the crazy number of plays, maybe Winston can't get it done for your team. I think it does actually help Mike Evans. Mike Evans is, is a is a great talent. He's good enough. He's one of the best players that gets on the field. I think Arians will know how to use him. Hopefully. Yeah, I I think the big thing is is you mention all of these things, but what Arians doesn't do is he doesn't fix the defense in any way, shape, or form. Sure. That defense is worse than it was last year, most likely. And it was 
ugly last year. So oh, great. You might say, well, they ran so many plays this year, so many plays one year. They might have to run a crap ton of plays again because they're going to be losing a lot because their defense sucks really bad. And so it, maybe against his tendencies, they're going to have to throw the ball. Fair point. A ton. However, go going back to this, his, his personal statistics, mm-hmm. when he came into Arizona, that defense was not very good. For the first few years. And those were his lowest numbers across the board. I'm talking like 31st in rushing yards, right? 31st in rushing touchdowns. 24th in rushing attempts. 15th in passing attempts. In the latter years where Arizona's defense came on, he actually played more plays because his offense was on the field more often, right? You know, maybe, you know, whatever. They didn't have to come from behind. But when they were in those early years... Those numbers look lower. So quick question for both of you guys. I, I said buy into Mike Evans. Do you guys buy into or what is the ceiling of Jameis Winston? I put the ceiling at Winston this year probably around 10-12. So a starting quarterback? A streaming quarterback. 10-12 yeah, says you're starting. Uh, anywhere between 8 and 15 you're streaming because... You can have a couple of great weeks and a, sh- a bunch of shitty weeks and still end 12. Yeah, I, I mean, I was pretty high on Jameis. Uh, these stats have slightly changed my mind. But the, uh, the other thing is, score. Winston, if you combined Fitzmagic and Jameis Winston last year into one quarterback, they were like the quarterback three or the right. quarterback four. Now, I'm not saying that Jameis is going to do that. I don't well, that's in part because five. they threw it more than anybody. And their average depth of target was the longest in the league by a ton. Yeah, I, I, the other thing that I wrote down is that uh, Godwin is entering his third year. And we've all taught, we all, everyone knows about the third year. Third uh, year magic. Wide receivers. So, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of talent on this team. I what? think maybe some of the, the, the hype that you mentioned should be tempered, but I, I still think this offense is going to be Well, you listed Chris Godwin, so, so tell me why I, sh- why, why I should buy into Chris Godwin. Humphreys, gone. Deshaun Jackson, gone. He's the number two. O.J. Howard is going to get hurt week four and be out half the season. And so he, and I do think they're going to throw the ball a lot. Doc. Maybe not as much as they did last year, maybe not as much as... You Maybe more left. efficiently, though. Yeah, I, I hopefully. Hey, does anybody have anything else to say about Bruce Arians? I think he's pretty average. I, I still think to to doctors. More, doctor's more point though is, I think you can you can still get their high level players. You you can go you can go get Evans for sure. Winston Godwin probably in those running backs is a shit show, but you probably get one of them. I, I, I after my research, I'm shying away from those backs. Let's take a shot. This one's old camp, so it's better. I just want to cleanse your palate after that <laughs> bullshit Indian blender spread. Oh, smell it though. Mm-hmm. God damn. <coughs> so much taste here. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> right oh come on, doctor. That that is this leaps and bounds. Terrible. Came up into the nose. It was interesting. Not the. All right, let's move on. It, you know. We're moving off Bruce Arians. We're going to go right to his old team. That is one of the more controversial hires in the league this year. Cliff Kingsbury, fired from uh, Texas Tech, had a job for about a week at Fired USC. from Houston. Now, he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Give me your takes. Cliff Kingsbury runs a spread offense, the Air Raid 
Um, it's pull opposite of Vic Fangio, folks. Oh, um, he yeah. did coach. Listen to these names: Johnny Manziel, ooh, Johnny Football, Baker, and Patrick Mahomes, all in college. So he has a good pedigree while he was in college. That's the only reason why he has this opportunity and why he has this job. Um, he's going to stretch the field. He's going to put up lots of plays and put up lots of points. This reminds me of. Cleveland Browns circa 20, 2012, Josh Gordon, Derek Anderson. Okay? Oh. A bad fucking team. They're not going to be good. But some great but fantasy, fantasy points. Fantasy relevant. Um, passing ratios, it's no less 55%. His rushing attempts, and I think you have a stat that might say differently here, uh, nuts, but, not. um, it's in bottom 20, 20% of the league. Okay? So, so my stat says, Running backs have averaged 528 receiving yards, not rushing yards, since 2012, which is good enough for top five last year. 528 receiving my, yards for a college running back is great. It's great, but my point here is that I just they don't, don't think run. The he ball. doesn't run the ball. He doesn't buy into the run. He doesn't use the run. I do think that this is good for Hakeem Butler because he's going to stretch the field. Sure, sure, Same sure, thing so. with Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk had 5.7 targets last year. It's gonna go up. They're gonna go. You're gonna use the ball to these two guys. What about the other? What about the other kid they drafted earlier, Butler? Andy Isabella. Isabella. I think it's good for Isabella as well. I think it's I, I think it's good for all three of these guys. I don't think it's that good for Larry. I think Larry's getting old. Um, he, again, he's going to stretch the ball. But I would I would buy into Butler because Butler's going to go up and get the ball. Isabella's more of the slot guy going slot routes, small routes. Um, my only concern here is you guys really like Johnson, DJ. Love him. I like him as well as long as he isn't enamored with Murray too much. Where he just he just forgets about Johnson, just wants to chuck the ball. Well, that's that's the reason I put that stat in there above because he throws the ball a lot, but he throws the ball to the running back. If a he lot. can convince the guy to check down and throw the ball rather than not just stretch the field. Well, five hundred and twenty-eight yards average. I mean, there were running backs that had nine hundred receiving yards. Sure, Kingsbury. That's not a checkdown. Those are desi- and, and, and there's some guys that have three hundred yards. There are, yeah. So I, I I hear you. And Johnson's a great talent. My only concern here, as long as that he, he doesn't forget about it, he doesn't it. just chuck it down the field yes. every play. Well, and you know, Cliff, he's he's said the right things where he's come out and said that oh, we want to use DJ more as a wide receiver. You talk about how much he throws and how little he runs at Texas Tech. They threw the ball sixty five percent of the time. Only two NFL teams did that in the NFL in twenty eighteen. All right, so, yeah. So uh, those two were uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh at sixty seven percent. Uh, 14 of those t- of the teams in the NFL do above 60%. So, I mean, they throw the ball a lot. A lot. I, but, I, you know, people, a lot of people talk about this. Dude was 35 and 40 in seven years at Texas Tech. Kind of a comparison. Pete Carroll was 97 and 19 in nine years at USC. <laughs> Chip Kelly, who's not, was not a great NFL coach, 46 and seven, four years at Oregon. And Nick Saban, didn't do a great job in Miami, 48-16 and 16 in five years at LSU. So, play, uh, you know, whether you want to talk about this, it's the scheme that matters, but, like, if you can't win in college, why should I think you're going to come to the pros? Well, I, I don't think he's going to win. Yeah. I'm just saying that, fantasy-wise, this guy actually might be, he might relevant players here. Yeah, Wiz hit the nail absolutely square on the head here. Like, it doesn't fucking... We play, we play fantasy football. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter if your team wins, right? Mm-hmm. This, yeah, the players on this team are absolutely worth going after. Hakeem Butler was the pick of our dynasty draft this year. 
We got him. Thank you very much. But you're right. Is Isabella's a good, good good player as well here as well? I mean, yeah, that's sure. not bad. Sure. But I, I will throw out there. What do we always say about rookie wide receivers? Take a while. Yeah. Slow your roll. I mean, if we if, if we if we can get 700 yards and six touchdowns, we're fine with Butler this year. Yeah. That's fine. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great for a rookie. Um. Yeah, this is a team where you want to buy the pieces of this offense because it doesn't fucking matter if they're winning or losing. They're going to get yards. They're going to score. This is the Cliff Kingsbury is like the polar opposite of Adam Gase. Pull I don't give a shit if we're winning. We're gonna put stats on the fucking table. Yeah. Period. That's a great. That's a great thing for fantasy. Football. I'm not saying I like to watch this this, this style of play, mm-hmm. but from a fantasy point, this is a, he's a extremely. You love relevant. to watch no, it if you've yeah. got some cards. <laughs> yeah, that's starting. true. Yeah, no, and as someone who owns David Johnson in our dynasty league, I definitely want them to use his PPR. So please throw him the ball 15 times Go a game. For it. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't love this hire for football. I fucking. Yes. Love this hire Accurate. for fantasy football. Let's move on to a coach that, as a hire, I don't love for fantasy football or football. That would be Matt LaFleur going to the Green Bay Packers. Matt LaFleur. Well, we t- he tore his Achilles. Did we talk about that? He Dumb shit of the week. <laughs> He's a very hands-on coach, they yeah, said. He wants to get in there and fucking tussle it up. It's going to affect the way Achilles. he coaches. You know, you know how he tore it. Playing basketball. Yeah, no, they were playing a game of uh, shootout or lightout, uh, right. knockout or knockout. whatever, right? Where you, it's not even oh, a full actual throw, basketball. The free throw. Yeah, it's what you did in like game. seventh grade gym. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I've done it as an adult. <laughs> so this is what we know about Lafleur. Lafleur took he, he he's from the Shanahan and McVay coaching tree, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, he uses the zone running scheme on sixty-seven percent of his plays. For for example, or for for. Not, what is this for reference? Not for reference. Josh McDaniels does, only uses it thirty one point nine percent of the time. Good reference. Um, and you've said this before: zone scheme, Aaron Jones, match made in heaven. Correct. That is good. Um, he does not use the read pass option. He Titans only use that two point three percent of the time. Um, he likes quick throws, one th- one three step drops, short routes. Titans ranked twenty fifth in offensive rankings. DVOA. DVOA. No, it's 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 adjusted, right? Defense mm-hmm. adjusted. Um, this is what concerns me about him. McVeigh let him walk, right? McVeigh said that's fine. You can go over here. He didn't get the head coach the head coaching job that he interviewed for. He got the the offensive coordinator job after he left. The Rams went from sixth to second overall offense. Ooh, that's good. The fucking Titans, on the other hand, went from 18th to 22nd. They got worse. Cool. Those are good numbers. Though. I just don't like a lot about this guy, to be honest with you. I'm pumped that he's in Green Bay. I think <laughs> yeah. he sucks. I, the only like good things I can say is that he was the QB coach in Washington when RG three and Cousins were rookies. So he, you could say, made did he have something to do with their? But just to cl- when you st- when you make that say Shanahan's there, McVeigh is there as well. I I understand. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to find good things. I'm trying to find the good. Um, he was the QB coach in Atlanta under Shanahan for Matt Ryan's MVP season. True. That's got to be something, right? Like, <laughs> I don't and, know. I, you know, and yet he worked with McVay. Hopefully he learned something. But you didn't see that last year when he was calling plays for the Titans. So bad. And they were just, they were bad. And you can't, you can say, well, you know, he has these great ideas and his offense is so complicated and I'm so impressed with the way that people are picking it up or whatever. But your team sucks, dude. And <laughs> like, like, that's what I see. They suck. The only thing I can say is that you hope that he's on the same page with Aaron Rodgers, 
and that he kind of they kind of it's a coming together of the minds and i know like we talked about rogers yeah. is not the peyton manning kind of like super genius kind of level quarterback yeah. he per, he's physically talented, more talented yeah. less mentally yes. talented because peyton manning's the greatest mind that ever played the, the only good thing i can say is you could hope that there's like i like i just said when we were talking about the cardinals the packers threw it like 67% of the time last year you hope maybe for more balance and you know, Rodgers has built a year on a uh, built a career on efficiency, so you can't say is the most efficient quarterback ever going to be more efficient. But you know, maybe the with they build in a good running game yeah, with talent and running backs. Let's talk a little bit about that, okay? Yeah. So, so last season, um, you know, we had the we, we, Wiz and I we went back and forth so many times about this DM who won that everything. Shut up! <laughs> I, won, I won that bet through, through through twelve uh, weeks of the year. I was kicking your ass in that bet. Look. Neither running back Deion Lewis nor Derrick Henry had a good season last year. Derrick Henry had a great end of season last year. Those are 12 TDs. Have a, 12 TDs. Yeah, but how many of those came in the last four games? Whatever. Running back 37 Does, in the first 12 weeks of the season. Folks. Doesn't doesn't matter. Look, um, my, it, my issue here is this, right? Like, Matt LaFleur came into town and he clearly said whether it was because Mariota wasn't good enough or because he just loves to run, like... He's not going to he, – he's going to run the ball. Like, that was his declaration, not even just all over the field, but in the red zone. Mariota had, was 22nd in red zone attempts, whereas Derrick Henry was 5th in red zone attempts. Deion Lewis was 28th in red zone attempts, which has a second bat, a second red zone back on the team. That's pretty high, too. They ran the ball a lot. They ran the ball a lot in scoring situations. But he was so dedicated – to, to running a, having a running back by committee issue here. Look, Deion Lewis had, um, the, led the carry count between these two backs all the way through week 12 until that week 13 when, when Henry went fucking ape shit and ran for 250 yards and four touchdowns. Finally, he said, okay, I guess I'll give you more. Like, watch the goddamn practices, LaFleur. Figure out who's the better back. Give him the work. But no, he said, I'm gonna, this is gonna be a split. All season long, and it was most of the season. Um, so I'm concerned about these running backs. We talked about this last week between Aaron Jones and Jamal Lewis. I'm concerned. Jamal, what is what do you call him? Jamal, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. I'm concerned Jamal about Williams. the legit split between the two because that's what he did almost the entire season last year. Um, he they're gonna they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna run the ball a lot. They're also going to pass the ball to the running back. Deion Lewis had the second most targets on the team last year. And only six less than Corey Davis, who was a leading wide receiver. On the team. He just didn't want to throw the ball at all anywhere on the field. And when he did, he was like, let's dump it to the running back. Let's give it to the running back. I'm concerned that he comes into Green Bay and tries to do the same thing. Aaron Rodgers, we know, has made a career not only of being efficient with the ball, but passing in the red zone, like he loves to pass the ball in the red zone. That is the one thing that Lafleur doesn't do. Let's not pass it in the red zone. Let's watch these two clash heads all season. Nothing gets done on this team. Doc, we talked about it the other day. Like, who's going to win in this fight? The head coach or the quarterback? Who knows? I'm, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not real excited about owning any parts of this team because Lafleur sucks. Yeah, yeah. You, made, you made a statement here that Henry Henry went for 625 yards, eight TDs in, in the final five games. Mm-hmm. But I think your point is accurate. It, it took to week 12 for you to figure out who's a better running back. Yeah, like what the fuck? I mean, like so just show up at practice, and, and watch. Yeah, I mean, 
How, how I'm willing to make a bet right now to, to both of you that that A Rod finishes outside the top five in, in quarterbacks this season. See, I don't think he will. No, yeah, I would. I would. You both want to take that bet? I, I would bet he'll finish top five. Both want to take that bet? No, I don't. I'll take it at seven. No, no, no. The bet is top five. I'll take it at six and a half, even. No, no. That's top five. No. I say so. If he finishes five, I'll give you five. Give me five. That's fine. Yeah, I'll make that bet. It's Ooh. a bet. You want to take that one? A bet. Why not? Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Yay! Doc, can you type it in so I don't have to deal I'll with type fucking foot bullshit <laughs> formatting? <laughs> uh, anything else to say about Lafleur? I feel well. Like I think we we just don't like time. we don't like him that much, right? I think he's a shitty coach, and I'm pumped that he's. So here's the question for you: Like we 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 Devontae Adams is a good receiver. No, he's great. Great. You don't avoid Devontae Adams. I would draft him. Uh, there are... How many receivers are there in front of Devontae Adams? Who would you take in front of him? For me? Top five receivers. For me, if I'm honest, I wouldn't... (laughs) First time in fucking four years. I wouldn't be pissed off at you if he was your number one. I don't know that he'll be mine when I finish my rankings. He asked a good question. Who would you take in front of him? There's nobody that I would definitively stand right here, right now, and say I would take ahead of him. Nobody. I would take Julio in front of him. I don't know that I would. I would. Now, I, I would absolutely you, tell you that. You saw what Aaron Rodgers said the other day? He wants to throw the ball more. I wish I could throw it more. Sure. He, he would have had the most He has a small penis. You think he's Look. gay, and he's got a fucking coach who wants to run the ball. This yes. is a disaster so, in the making. So, so, I think there's a very strong possibility this year that Devontae Adams scores 15 touchdowns. <laughs> There's also a possibility of scores nine. Like both worlds exist. I I I agree with you. I think Lafleur's a bum. The uh, I think the Titans showed that last year. The thing is, is it blows my mind that in the interview process, that the Packers didn't say, "Hey, we know you ran the ball a lot in Tennessee, but we have Aaron Rodgers Aaron here, Rodgers, and he likes to throw the football." If, if, if he said, oh, I'm going to come in, we're going to be run first, I don't want to throw the ball as much, we're not going to go deep as much, How? what in their minds would say to check off? I know, so, I agree with that. I, that's what I'm so confused about. I'm like... What was, makes this a good... I don't understand. I don't yeah, understand why they would hire I don't understand the hire, but like, yeah, at the end of the hire. day, I you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. You got to... Yeah, we'll see. He's, he, because he has, he has smelled Sean McVay. That's just the world we live in today. The NFL that we live in today. Do you think that guy that his only job is to keep McVeigh on the side? Oh, that the guy will get a head coaching He'll get at least an interview next year, I promise you. We got one coach left to talk about here. Uh, that is Zach Taylor going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Why is he the last guy we're talking about? Wiz convinced me that there was some stuff to say. Because he's the most intriguing. Okay, the guy that we know we know the, the least about. We don't know much. Also comes from the McVeigh and Shanahan coaching tree. Um, but I think there's some interesting stats here. Is that the here. magic dust? Was that your magic <laughs> yeah, that was, dust motion? Yes. Doc? He's excited because he's in, he's in Cincy and, and we talk about Joe Mixon a little bit. Um... Shanahan had five out of his eleven years was the OC or the head coach. He's he's been above average in rushing attempts. To me, that's important for Joe Mixon here, folks. Um, he uses the the play action and screens a lot. Also relevant when it comes to fucking running backs. We talk about getting receptions for sure, especially Mixon. Um, Dalton is 
similar, or at least had similar stats to Tannehill and Goff, okay? Um, but, however, unlike those two, Dalton, his passer rating when he's over 20 yards, is 10th among active QBs in, in the last six seasons, folks. I guess what I would tell you is, I think there's a lot of upside on all of these players that are on the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been quite average for fucking five years under the goddamn Marvin Lewis fucking era. Um, Gurley, when Gurley was under Fisher, he had th- he averaged 32 receptions, 258 yards in, in 10 TDs and six seasons, two seasons, in two seasons with McVay. It was 61 and a half receptions, 680 yards in 20.5 fucking TDs. It's a fucking huge difference, folks. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon had 237 touches last year. He's going to at least get 300 if we're, if, if we're only going an opportunity, folks. Buy into Joe Mixon is, is my point yeah, here. I, I, this, this Taylor guy, to me, is almost a complete unknown. I mean, he's barely called any plays he won. He was the interim OC for the Dolphins in 2015 for five games. Five games. How did he do? He went two and the team went two and three and they averaged seventeen points per game. That's fucking bad, but that's probably better than the average over the last ten years for the Dolphins. It was, <laughs> um, but I, did, did, do you think the Bengals had a great offense last year? No, no. Do offense. you think they've had it? They had you know one of the big, like the good, you know, the brand new modern offenses. No, okay, stuff. yeah, they were twenty sixth in total offense, but they were seventeenth in scoring. We talked about plays per game. Right, and how many opportunities do you have for your players? Thirtieth. Okay? So the offense was not great. Joe Mixon finished the running back nine. When he was healthy for the first eight weeks of the season, AJ Green was the wide receiver seven. Hey, how do we turn into talking about Mixon again? Because <laughs> the point here is that Mixon is fantasy this, relevant. This is the other one that I think is big. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver sixteen. Boy. He was the wide receiver twelve when AJ Green when they we played with AJ Green. Um, Wide receiver 36 after. Uh, This guy, Zach Taylor, is an unknown, but the cupboard, in my opinion, is decently full. And and if these these players could put up these kind of numbers with an ancient, mediocre, crummy staff, I mean, he's got the tools. And the big thing is, is whenever you read any article or listen to anyone talk about him, they go, oh, he's saying we're going to start with the Rams offense. When we're writing our playbook, we're going to start with the Rams offense. So I don't care. I don't care if they're Rams light. I don't care if they're L.A. Midwest. I don't give a shit. They have talented players here. My boy Joe Mixon. Give these guys the ball. The team might not be great, but like we've talked about before, I think they're going to run a lot of plays. They're going to put their players in a position to succeed. I have a slightly different take than the two of you guys. Sure. Give it to us. We can argue about this. Zach Taylor's history, um, he spent time as a wide receiver coach. He spent time as a quarterback coach. In fact, he was a wide receiver coach when Cooper Cup came into the league. Cooper. And set rookie records. Right? So, like, you know, we have some history of him developing young wide receivers, helping them to get their game on point. Um, we get have their game on. On point? Yeah. On point. Oh. It's a ballet term, I believe. <laughs> With an E in it. Man of culture. Yeah. We have, my son's a ballet dancer. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> Are you telling us that? Are you telling yourself that? Hey, did you hear? But he has a girlfriend, right? Yeah, he does. Were you telling us that or yourself that? 
He's also got a little bit of history, you know, with quarterbacks, helping quarterbacks, right? We talked about Tannehill. He was the quarterback's coach for Tannehill his first two years. Tannehill's a shitty quarterback. Right? Probably doesn't not long for the 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 uh, league. But I think, as you said earlier in the show, like, he has the fifth most passing yards in his first two years of his career in the history of the NFL. And both of those years uh, were under Zach Taylor as his quarterback coach, at least. So, like, the kid... The, the guy can help a quarterback. We've seen him help young receivers perform. My expectation based on his brief, brief, uh, it, history it, in the it league is very brief. It's like, I, I see this team passing the ball more, resurging the passing game. Watch Dalton do a little bit better. I think, I think Boyd's going to have a really nice year this year. And I think Mixon's going to get a far less carry or touch total. Than he had last month, not far, but less he, touch total than he had last year. I think this is not a great thing for Mixon. I know you both just a minute ago said it is. I think it hurts Mixon because he was he's going to come in and say let's let's air it out, Dalton. But the thing is, is, is like we like I think he might see similar or a little less touches in the rushing game. But I think they're going to engage him a lot more in totally the possible. passing game, which he thrived at. In college at Oklahoma, yeah, and he didn't and, get a lot of a lot of a lot of targets. Like. No, and like we talked about a couple weeks ago, when AJ Green got out, he got got injured. He got less targets, yeah. which blows my mind. So, like, I, I, yeah, I, I just think this is an interesting situation. I love the idea of Tyler Boyd. Um, I think he should. Yeah, I think Tyler Boyd is going to be a, a nice little value for you. Guys. Keep in mind, Cincinnati their rushing attempts last year was 29th last year. Yeah, 29th. So that's, like, that's so I so didn't so it was that so when the doctor says that that he was number the ninth running back, finished ninth running back, number nine. Yeah. How is it going to go down? Yeah, maybe not. I, I, maybe they, not. I don't know. They might score more points. He might get more red zone touches because he might. half of his touchdowns, I feel like, came from twenty plus All yards right. out because they just question about the good. passing game to get off mixing for you. No, AJ Green's going in the third round as a wide receiver twelve. Tyler Boyd is going in the sixth round as a wide receiver, 26. Do you like these guys? Which of these two guys do you like better at their value? Is one of them super high value or super low value? What do you think about these two guys at their ADPs right now? I, I think both are values. The problem is is you can't ignore A.J. Green's age and his the fact that the most recent injury that set him out was a foot injury. And as I've talked before, the two things that scare me are foot injuries and soft tissue injuries. However, that's not new for him. When when he played last year, which was half the year, the dude was top ten. The dude was great. In like we talk about a where, pretty where he's always been mediocre, you know. And the dude's this, what he's the same age as uh, as Julio. Julio same year. I I think he could be if he's this is the big if if he's healthy for all sixteen games. I think he's a great value at third in the third round. But I think Tyler Boyd might be the when you're talking about bang for your buck sixth round. You were saying that I think that's going to be great value. For yeah, you. I think it, I disagree with you a lot on that one. I I, I think a lot. I think you you are right in the statement of that AJ Green is, is as a third round pick. That's that's a pretty good pick. I would take him as a number one wide receiver. That's not a bad idea. Is it Froggy that has him now? No, I traded for him. You traded for him. I have Mixon. Yeah, and, I, I think if he's your number one wide receiver, that's pretty good. Um, you brought up the point here that when, when Adrian went out, Tyler Boyd dropped out of the fucking top 
He was worse. He yeah. ate drastically worse because now he has double coverage or he's right. drawing the coverage. Yeah. The fact of the matter is Tyler Boyd's a phenomenal number two. Sterling Shepard is two. Yeah. They're just not good number ones, folks. Yeah. All right, uh, so that that's it. Those are our head coaching changes. In two weeks, the doc will be back with us. We're going to look at the OCs. Sometimes that's more important. We'll see. We'll talk about all those. It's going to be a long episode there. Um, please join us for that. But look, please don't forget about these coaching changes when it comes time for your draft, when you're building your team. It's important, guys. Whether you listen to us or you do your own research, don't forget about the fucking coaches. Damn right, listen to us. Also, just listen to us. Because uh, we're is there all... Anyone, is there, we want to know, is there anyone better than us? There isn't. Yeah, he's not. Doc and I were talking about this yesterday. He's listened to listens to a bunch of shows. You listen to other shows, you training bastard. You but only have one a week. Benedict Arnold. We but had two. No, we did not. But by far and away, we're fucking leaps and bounds better than everybody else. I appreciate you saying so. We're done. Lesson of the week is if your female is not laughing or crying, then she's faking it. <laughs> 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 Very I'm nice. Make her cry. All right. <laughs> draft Joe Mixon. Don't draft Joe Mixon. And uh Can we get better that? We will. Fuck off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. <laughs>